Welcome to the Context Podcast by Proofgeist, where we get to talk about whatever is going on in the Claris and FileMaker community. I'm your host, Martha Zink. In this episode, we continue sharing stories from Pause on Air, a FileMaker conference, an art project, a community event. First up is Jonathan Nicoletti, who unexpectedly but very successfully led a discussion on Claris Studio at Pause. Yeah, I was able to uh, give a session on uh, the new Claris Studio features and uh, just how some of the data management occurs between, you know, FileMaker or Claris Pro, and then you know moving uh, all those things over to Claris Studio. I mean, the whole Claris team pretty much came around me um, to do the most of the Q and A. As you can imagine, people had had plenty of questions, so that that made it simple on me, kind of relieve the the burden, but. Um, I had had Louis next to me and Clay and um, and and so having having those guys uh, being able to kind of go back and forth from what's the filmmaker side of things, what's the studio side of things look like, and how are those uh, interacting, and even ran into a bug uh, during the presentation that was handy to have you know the engineers right next to you so that you could say hey uh, what's that bug uh, didn't make any sense to me. Uh, so for that to be my first, you know, FileMaker or Claris uh, session ever uh, to present uh, really was a blessing to have, you know, uh, all, all those guys, Robert as well. I didn't mention just there and Andy Lacates, you know, chiming in to ask questions and kind of steer the conversation uh, as well as, uh, you know, just touch on some of the new tech uh, and and talk with the community to hear really what their needs are. And, and, and that was one of the goals was to hear, you know, who's using it, how is it going for them and, you know, what's missing, what, what do we need in order to make this, this platform continue to be as successful as it's been with just, you know, one part of it being FileMaker and now there's three parts of it. And what is that going to look like going forward? Since this was spontaneous, it was just kind of like, we're moving and we're going. And so you don't really have time to, get caught up in some of those emotions, or at least I didn't. Um, and and then on afterward, plenty of feedback, um, huge thanks to everybody who attended, and a special thanks to those who uh, took the time to write a card about, you know, their experience uh, and and just their enjoyment of it. So I hope to connect with, connect with a few of you uh, afterwards and, you know, just continue the conversation. Plus now, uh, maybe there's going to be some overview of these, but they're, you know, cards that um, everyone's able to write uh, to other attendees. And then the idea is, you know, you take them on your way home and, uh, you know, read them while you're, while you're traveling back. Um, and, you know, it's mainly just experiences and connections that you might have had with other people that you're sharing or any sort of encouragement that you can, you know, give to one another. So, um, yeah, it, it was, we, we drove, it was about a 10 hour drive for us, a little over 10 hours. And so it, it, they really felt like bus notes to us. You know, we, we drove a car, so maybe more like a uh, gas station car notes, but, um, they, we, we were able to stop a few times and, you know, read a couple and, and then keep going and read a couple. So that was a really fun experience that kind of felt like. The, it made the drive for us more a part of the whole event, which was was good. It wasn't just like a on the way from or on the way to situation. Pause. I feel like 
describes itself in its title. And, uh, and it also allows for an amount of play and like adventure that you wouldn't get maybe at a, a normal, uh, a normal conference. And the example that I have for that is, you know, with the pause, you know, sure that I was going to learn some, some new software and I, and I certainly did, but the, the main thing that I took away that I did learn was how to ride a motorized unicycle. And that's something that I feel like I'm not going to get that experience anywhere else other than like a pause type event. Um, and what, what, you're fostering at these events. And so uh, shout out to Taylor Sharp for letting uh, myself and my colleague Reed uh, ride one of his his motorized unicycles like the whole week. You know, the focus at pause, I feel like it can certainly be about the sessions, but it's also about, you know, those touch points that you have with other people and, and those connections you're, you're able to make. And um, uh, as everyone knows the last few years have been remote and even the FileMaker conferences have been remote because of, you know, just the way the world has went. And so to have a time to get together um, is refreshing to actually be physically in the same space. So it's, it's almost like that connection of just filling up the same room uh, rather than like what the content was. It was just a matter of, of you know, being matter and, being in the same physical area. Um, but uh, one of those connections that stood out, of course, was with um, my coworker, Reed Lyons. Uh, we were able to, we've, we've been remote uh, most of our time together. And so to be able to spend like a whole week, just about like just one-on-one -on -one, uh, to build that connection uh, has been has been awesome. So, um, you know, we're, no, we're not in Zoom sessions, just, chatting uh from different states or whatever we're actually like in a car for 10 hours uh able to talk about life and and how things are going how you know developing is going what we enjoy about parts of our work and and where we would like uh to take that um one of the things that i i do really appreciate about the sessions too is that almost that they're more than sessions and they're essentially conversations so at you know, a standard conference, it's kind of top down and, you know, presentation, uh, presenter to audience members, and it's just kind of one direction. But at pause, I feel like there's a lot of space for it to be bi-directional. And it is more of like a conversation where it's like, hey, this is what I'm trying. What do you think works? And uh, the ergonomic session was a really good example of, you know, everybody just was able to chime in and say, you know, hey, this works for me, or hey, I have this um, this uh, this technology that I use that helps me stay ergonomic, or I have this philosophy that I use, or even I have this medical condition that doesn't let me, um, you know, take advantage of some of your techniques, and so this is what I do instead. And to um, you know, have those different perspectives and viewpoints like come out in the middle of a session rather than afterwards is like really cool. Thanks to you and Chrissy um, and anyone else on the, the Proof Guys team for organizing it. Um, just fo fostering a space for people to have conversations like we did during that week is is a challenge in and of itself. And it it's it's not just like getting a venue and 
making the space, but also like creating a culture and an attitude that uh, an event will have. And I think you all did a really good job of, of crafting what kind of experience you wanted to craft. And, and so a big thank you uh, from us for uh, giving us the space to kind of use it as, you know, a work re retreat for our team, um, but also to overlap with a lot of other conversations that um, other shops are having and, and what the conversations Claris is having as well. On the first day of pause, when we asked attendees to talk about what they wanted to get out of the event, Brian stood up and shared that he was an introvert, but that he wanted to meet everyone at pause. Some people were like, oh, you're not really an introvert. You know, <laughs> they were very skeptical because of the way that I was. But the way that I was was, you know, very much like, um, you know, somebody saying, I'm not really a swimmer, but I'm just going to jump in the water and see what happens. And that's kind of what I did. I'm fighting against an identity that I kind of, created for myself, which I'm actually really starting to realize after pause that is not really accurate, maybe, or it doesn't have to be, you know, that it was just a, uh, a something that I had formed in my mind that doesn't have to be true, um, which is, I, I mean, that, that's where I feel like pause was a little bit life-changing for me because I have since then I've been like, I went to a party last week and there were some uh, nobody, almost nobody I knew. And yet I got into a couple of conversations with people um, that maybe I would have not been able to do before uh, pause uh, that allowed me just to, to have a bit more confidence like that and to worry less about, you know, the way that people were perceiving me um, and just to be myself a little bit. So um yeah, so so I was I was quite nervous before I went and before I arrived, and then slowly that kind of melted as I walked into this very welcoming environment that um, that just felt like it was okay to be to be myself in. And, you know, I originally thought I was going to bring something technical because um, I do have like certain areas. The, the thing, the funny thing, I just tell you first of all what I didn't bring, which I thought I was going to bring, which was going to be more of a technical thing. Um, I'm quite experienced in design, so in interface and UX and stuff like that. Um, sorry, there goes my cat. Uh, and uh, and um, uh, kind of an integration of all kinds of aspects because FileMaker is really um, there's it's a, an experience of so many different skills. And sometimes, you know, if you get a large company, I think I've never worked for a large company. I've always worked on my own, but you get one person who's good at design and you get one person who's good at scripting and you get somebody who's good at schema and stuff like that. Uh, I do all of those things myself and I have all these pieces from my experience that I've brought together. I was a typesetter. I've been a designer. I've done web stuff. And, and um, so I thought I was going to bring that and, and, and I actually didn't really, um, I think maybe just what I brought was my curiosity and stuff to ask questions and to, to give, give people platforms, you know, when they ask a question, then they have an opportunity to give you an answer. So I think I, I was just really open with my curiosity. And I think that helped a lot in a lot of sessions and stuff. You know, I was willing to put up my hand and, 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 you know, fill something in or ask a question or something that I think, um, other people had as well and uh so i think that's uh, different than what i expected to bring but it was something that i think i i carried in there as well i think everybody was a little bit um amused by me you know saying i wanted to meet everyone uh as well i think um 
maybe I think that helps other people maybe connect. I don't know. Like just to come out and just say, you know, I'm not very good at this and, uh, but I'm willing to give it a go. And I'm hoping that that, that gave some people confidence as well. I certainly met a lot of people who, you know, just came up to me. I think it made me seem very open. And so I think maybe people came to me who wouldn't normally have, 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 uh, approached me or even approached other people that much. So I'm hoping that it gave some people some uh, confidence and something to open up to. I, I loved it when we were all a group, you know, at the amphitheater or, you know, when, when um, you and Chrissy were just um, talking, you guys were a, a pleasure just to, to, to sit and, you know, it really brought us together, the stuff that you were saying. And uh, um, so I love, I loved anytime we assembled like that as a big group. I, I loved having the meals with people and, you know, always having, like, I always tried to sit with somebody different, you know, instead of just, you know, you, you the lunchroom, right? It's like in high school, you just like go for your friends there. But uh, so I think I had lots of kind of informal conversations um, with a lot of different people about stuff. Um, Marcus, um, who's from Victoria, who's also somebody that um, I worked with a little bit who subcontracts to the same person who I met for the first time, he had a session which was just out on the lawn. And it was kind of like, what are the problems that you face? And it was like such an open question. Like that's what, what I really appreciated about it. And so we got into some technical stuff, but we also got into like dealing with clients and um, just general emotions and feelings. I know that Marcus is a clinical psychologist. So I think he kind of managed that session pretty well, like a, like a psychologist as well as a tech. Uh, so it, it had a lot of different flavors to it. And uh everyone was really open, you know, vulnerable, you know, just talking about things that, that were hard for them. They were having trouble with and everybody was like, Oh yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you mean. You know, there was uh, a lot of community was, was built in that session. So that really stood up for me. I had an amazing time. I, I, it was just one of the best experiences of my adult life that just felt like, I think the goal was to make it like a summer camp. And uh, that's precisely what it was more of a retreat than a conference, I would say. I didn't really open my laptop very much and I had a lot of um, conversations that were less technical, but still maybe still about business and, and uh, human interaction with people. Um, it's It can be a tough job where you are just sitting in, alone in your space and working on things and maybe just dealing with your clients entirely online or just through email. I tend to do a lot of stuff just by email because um, I'm very comfortable in that medium. And I always like to have a, a written record of, you know, what we talk, what we discussed, you know, what, what uh, the work is that I'm being asked to do. Um, so to break out of that completely and to meet a lot of people that I have actually um, spoken to, like in, you know, forums and stuff like that. And to, to get, some of their information directly and to even just express my appreciation to certain people live, you know, in their face was, was, was really great, but, uh, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it and I'm definitely going to come back next year.
Oh. <laughs> right. Okay. It's good to hear. <laughs> Oh, I mean, I, I love that. I mean, uh, I, I, you know, I've always seen that on the website and I didn't know what that meant. I mean, the, the, you know, four minutes and 37 seconds that Adam did was, uh, I mean, it was extremely moving. Like, like at the end of that, it was just like, I, you could just see it on people's faces that, that, that was, that was remarkable. That was a remarkable four minutes and 37 seconds that we did. Uh, I hope I got the time right or 37. I think that's what it's called. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I really feel like it's, um, I mean, I've been having, you know, thinking about it a lot and I, I feel like, like I said, it's, it feels like more of a retreat than a conference. Um, conference seems very formal and, you know, this was, you know, it's quite informal and uh, very organic. And uh, in a way, I feel like a conference is a very male kind of thing and a retreat's a much more sort of female kind of thing about community and connection and that kind of thing. And so it feels, it felt like that, you know, more kind of sort of in the feminine side, which um, I'm very comfortable with, you know, not, I don't know if a lot of men are, but <laughs> but I, I certainly am a feminist myself and um, my partner's, uh, you know, a feminist and, you know, she she's a psychotherapist and stuff like that. So a, a lot of a background in kind of, um, I mean, I hear a lot of conversations and stuff like that about um, psychology and whatnot. So, um, yeah. So, so um, in terms of like the bringing different layers together in the way that that art can art an art project can be technical, you know, that it can. There's a technical side to art if you're an artist or something like that. You know, myself, I'm a writer, so there's a very technical side. But then there's art on top that sits on top of the tech. You know, there's this organic layer. I think I think it it really in in that way it is an art project. It is it's because because there's there's no real structure to it. It's very organic and it grows out of stuff. There's you know there's sessions and stuff like that, but there there's a really light touch there, and there's this invitation just to to you know to just try things, which is what art is really. You know, it's just like what moves you at the moment, and that's really what it is. So I think you really nailed it like that, that it is, you know, a, a, an art project like that, just by the nature of the way that it's organized on top of the art that has, you know, that comes out of it as well. I was just like looking at all the photographs and stuff like that, that, that were in the Slack group as well. And some amazing stuff, you know, people artistically capturing the scene and everything like that. It was, yeah, really nice to see. So I feel like, yeah, I feel like there's definitely that art component to it. It's a, it's a very, it's a very uh, kind of a whole holistic kind of experience that, so, yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> Hmm. 
I didn't use it that much. The problem is I always came to the sessions after every morning, Alan and I would go for a walk down the road and stuff like that. So we always, we didn't bring anything with us and then we would always be late and then we would come straight to it. So I was one of the bad people who, who had to do everything on my phone, like when I was answering the questions and stuff like that. So it's a, I like the idea. It's a, it's a cool idea. I loved it when people were putting the little battery in the you know Wi-Fi symbol and stuff like that. that. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was gorgeous. That property is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I would, I would say to sort of kind of sort of check your expectations at the door that it's not Claris engage, you know, in the woods, that it's a really is a whole different creature. Um, and, um, yeah, to bring, bring your technical side with you, but be uh, fully prepared to en sort of engage in, in emotional conversations and to be much more vulnerable than you would be if you were like at, um, you know, a regular, um, convention center conference, um, that just, it, you know, being in nature and everything like that will ignite things in you that you don't really expect. I mean, that was, that was a, another thing I hadn't expected was to be in the country, you know, to arrive. And then, you know, we came late and to get out of the car and to see the stars and everything like that. It's like, oh yeah, okay. We're, we're out there, you know, we're, we, this is camp. <laughs> that was a, that was a great, that was a great moment for me. And then to breathe the air and the air was so fresh and clean and everything, you know, we've been in the car forever. We had been in Atlanta and stuff like that, but just, just to step out into that. So, uh, be prepared for that. That's what I would say for people as well. You know, be, 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 be prepared to look up in the sky and, and, you know, and you're not just looking at your screens or you're, you're looking everywhere. <laughs> yeah. 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 I just, uh, yeah, just, just that I had a, a tremendous time and, and I, I don't know if you know this, but I, I did read a, a section of a, of a book that I have that's coming out next year something I didn't expect to do at all. You know, I just happened to have my laptop. It was that story time conference. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even mention the story, the storytelling, um, you know, session that was there that, that uh, was great just to hear everybody's stories and hear people opening up as well um, was, was great. And just having that opportunity to sort of express this other side of myself, you know, in, in this place where, you know, you walk in, I'm a, you're, you're a developer, but and that's, that's the thing I always find with FileMaker people is they always have all these other interests as well. You know, there are artistic pursuits and stuff like that. That's not just, just, they're not just super technical. Um, they, they seem to be very broad minded and have a, a lot of diverse skills and stuff like that. And so it was, it was actually really fun just to, to be able to express that as well. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, well, thank, thanks for holding it and thanks for doing it again next year. And then uh, I've got it in the calendar. I've got the registration date, May 8th in my calendar. I've got the dates. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to miss it. <laughs>
Okay, Martha, it's good to see you and <laughs> we'll talk again soon, I hope. Okay, bye. Next, April Barman shares her first pause experience and what it's like attending a conference surrounded by the Claris community. I mean, I, I don't specifically, I don't work with FileMaker, um, but it was nice to kind of hear some things about it and, and kind of take a peek into the community. I, I didn't feel, um, I didn't feel weird or kind of excluded in any way. I definitely felt welcome. Um, everybody was, was just very, everybody was just very nice. Um, and the conversations, even if I couldn't exactly contribute, I could still keep up with them. Um, and then some people had JavaScript questions, which is what I do. So I was able to kind of help and then also like point them to Tanner, my teammate, because he's definitely better with JavaScript than I am. <laughs> so it's like, you know, who would know the answer to this question? Tanner. <laughs> but it was also nice to just kind of get a sense of some other things like um, the UX session and then also the storytelling was probably my favorite. It was just kind of like, hey, I'm going to do some storytelling if anybody wants to join. Um, and it was probably like one of my favorite things. The pause on perfection session was probably one of the, the I don't know how to describe it. Um, it was just really great to be around people and know that it wasn't just me that was struggling with these, these issues and these problems. Um, to hear that other people are struggling with the same thing, even though we're all coding in different languages or, or frameworks or whatever, um, that we all experience these things. And we were kind of sharing ideas of how we get past it and dealing with imposter syndrome. So I think that one um, was very beneficial to me. And yeah, I, I really, it, it felt me, it felt kind of like we were all kind of like, I mean, I don't know. I don't really have the words to describe it. We all just kind of came together and just said like, wow, we're, we're all uh, weirdos in a way. <laughs> And it just felt good. <laughs> so it was my first time. Well, I, I met one of my coworkers. I went to visit some family in Philadelphia. And one of my coworkers lives in Pennsylvania. So we actually got to get dinner. Um, but it was the first time meeting everyone else. Um, and it was great. I was actually talking to Tanner about possibly if we do, if we all do end up going back next year, um, doing a session, maybe on like React, JavaScript, and uh, astronomy. I built an app uh, using React Native where I use a bunch of APIs from NASA. Um, and I also have a very powerful telescope that I thought maybe I would bring with me and I could do like a coding session, talk about the app, and then also, hey, everybody, let's go into the woods and look at stars. Uh, I, I used to be a, a GM for a quick serve restaurant and we had to go to a conference in Vegas and it was just like, meeting after meeting and no time to yourself and getting from like your hotel room to the actual conference area. It was like a 20 to 30 minute walk. Um, and it was very exhausting, very busy. Um, and it just was, it wasn't any fun. Um, so being at pause and, and just kind of looking at the schedule and having sessions, but then also having like recess and just choose your own adventure and open time. Um, like the first day I didn't know what to do with myself. But then after that, it was like, well, I'm just going to explore and, you know, enjoy the peacefulness and the, the quiet, I guess. So it, it was really nice. I mean, if I could tell my past self, I would just say just just be open um, and be ready, I guess, for for downtime and, and silence.
Um, but it was very welcomed and much appreciated. I definitely needed some silence after <laughs> a very rough year and a half. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm a new mom, so I, ha I don't have very much quiet time. So it was, it was, yeah, sleeping in the woods uh, in a really nice cabin for four days in the mountains in the middle of nowhere, Georgia was very wonderful. Next up is Sully, who is Paz's official water balloon sheriff. He tells us about the importance of play and shares some of the fun he brings to the conference. Yeah, so I was, uh, I was, I don't know if, if one of my badged or nominated or appointed, appointed, right? I was appointed the water balloon sheriff of Paws on Error. So that was fun. Um, we also got these, uh, these little, uh, these keychains that have like a little shield on them that says, um, what is it? pause uh, water balloon permit 2022 so i hope we can keep that going that'd be really cool back in 2021 i uh, found a water balloon slingshot that i brought with me to the first pause on error summer camp uh, and we were able to launch a couple hundred water balloons out and uh, andy lacates bounced one off me and then uh, john austin lamprecht actually hit me and got one to explode so this time around, uh, Martha and Chrissy actually put uh, a water balloon permit on the sign up. So for an extra 20 bucks, you could sign up for a water balloon permit. So I bought one for me and one for John Austin so I could get him back. Uh, and I was surprised actually a couple other people signed up for them as well. So uh, I got pretty excited about that and uh, bought an extra water balloon launcher, like an extra slingshot and a bunch of extra water balloons. And we had like a small ceremony at the beginning of the, the event uh, and actually had all the people who bought permits uh, take an oath. So uh, they all took an oath to basically uh, be okay with being hit with water balloons uh, as long as, you know, they weren't sitting right next to their laptop. Uh, and uh, it was pretty special. So we had a lot of fun with that. Uh, probably the, the coolest thing about that was actually setting up four Adirondack chairs out in the like out in the field and having people take turns shoot at the people in the four chairs. So, um, you know, sitting there with Bob and Sarah and Jacob um, was probably the, the highlight of my week. So uh, nobody actually really hit us. Like Todd Geist actually, he bounced one off my shoulder, but it didn't break. And about five minutes after Sarah got up, um, somebody landed like a direct hit on the chair she had been sitting in. So. If she was still sitting there, she would have been soaked. But uh, there's always next year, right? There has been a little bit of talk about doing some sort of a game show type event where there's uh, you know two teams that are shooting water balloons at each other, kind of a file maker, uh, file maker trivia uh, from the dark side kind of an idea. It's it's really important to have play and to have relaxation and to, to create an environment where where people can take off their armor. Uh, you know, that that really makes the conference very much different than a dev con where, you know, you're geared up and it's okay, I'm here with 30 people from my company and we're all going to wear our shirts that have our logo and uh, we'll all go to lunch together and, you know, not talk to anybody outside of our clique, right? So, you know, pause is different and everybody's in the same boat. So it's just, it's a very different experience and it's it's great. You know, I spent a lot of time 
uh, as an in-house developer and uh, went to DevCon in 2018 the first time and realized that the job that I was doing was not what I wanted to do with my life. So uh, I kind of, I got there and I remember asking Bob Bowers on the second day of the event, like, Bob, what do I have to do to never go home? <laughs> I, I want to run away and join the circus, right? He said, oh, just start coming to more events. There's a local developer group in Chicago, and, right? I started attending that. And then the pandemic hit and all those events disappeared, right? So I just started my own shop and you know, I'm out there on my own trying to figure out how I'm going to find more clients. And what I really wanted to focus on was helping other developers with problems they couldn't overcome. So uh, having the, the in-person interaction of pause on error was just a no-brainer for that. You know, being able to show some of my skills and help uh, enhance the community and kind of give back to them some of the things that they can't do on their own. Uh, you know, that was, that was kind of, uh, uh, it, it was an easy call, right, to, to decide to go and do that. Uh, when I got there, I, I found the, the community was actually a little bit different than I expected, right? If you're used to only going to DevCon and then you go to pause, it's much more uh, involved uh, of a process, it's more personal. Uh, it's a smaller group of people. It's less of a sales conference. Uh, and there's still a lot of value to DevCon. And I'd, I'd love if they could do DevCon this year for the first time in, you know, four years, right? Uh, I would go to both. But uh, pause is more of, a, of an intimate setting. And the conversations that you have there branch far beyond the technical uh, into relationships and dealing with clients, uh, how you approach your job how you approach, uh, you know, everything. So uh, also a great chance to just be away from my home and, and my desk for a little while. So it was actually kind of sad having to go back and look at all the emails that I had missed and thinking, oh man, I wish I could, you know, just kind of live in that little utopia like permanently, right? So uh, it's, it's an amazing experience I'd recommend to everybody. One of the, the best sessions that I attended was uh, Mike Ross and John Howell did a session about perfection where they talked about how, uh, you know, perfect is the enemy of good, right? Uh, the one contribution I was able to really make to that session is just saying, you know, the software is done when the last user uninstalls it, right? That's when you're done. So you have to be okay with that and you have to be okay with having your work is never truly 100% finished or you just, you'll lose your mind. So uh, that conversation opened up uh, another conversation that became an ad hoc session that was my favorite ad hoc session, which was Adam Aronson talking about, uh, it was supposed to, well, it started off with like how to deal with the client from hell, but it turned into FileMaker therapy very quickly. Uh, and we all kind of commiserated about how do you deal with clients that are difficult and how do you position yourself so you don't get yourself in those kinds of situations? Uh, hopefully we'll be able to continue doing those. I thought that was actually like really heartwarming, right? To be able to, to talk to people that have similar issues. So uh, one other thing I'd like to mention is Leland Long's Pac-Man demo. So Leland went into the actual, like the ones and the zeros on the back end. He basically opened up an FMP12 and a text editor and copy-pasted a few thousand container fields onto a layout and was able to turn it into a working demo of Pac-Man. And 
you know, you walk past something like that and say, oh, that's cool. Is that a web viewer? And it's like, no, no, that's like 7,000 container fields. Like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> so uh, just the, uh, the amount of technical achievement that is there and the amount of skill that's around in those, those rooms is just mind blowing. You know, FileMaker's absolutely not supposed to do that, but he was able to find a way to make a responsive version of Pac-Man. Uh, really, really cool. Uh, also getting to talk with uh, Robert Holsey and Andy LeCates. Um, those were pretty big highlights. Uh, and uh, hanging out with Dave Ramsey and Louis de la Parra was, was really cool. My presentation was on telephony and Twilio programmable voice. So I didn't know if I would be able to make any phone calls with my cell phone from the side of the mountain. So I brought a desk phone with me that I plugged into my laptop with a $30 dongle that I bought at the Apple store, right? Well, when you have like a, a little, uh, what is it, a network hub, and then the power for the, the phone and a desk phone and a laptop and an iPad and about 15 miles of cable, right, stuffed into your backpack, and you put it on the x-ray scanner at the TSA, uh, they don't really like that. I mean, I think I also had a pair of, of locking needle nose pliers in there too. I mean, it, it looked like a bomb making kit, right? So they scanned it three times and then the TSA agent said to me, what do you need all this for? And I said, well, I wasn't sure if I'd be able to make a phone call from the side of a mountain. So I had to bring a couple different ways to do it. And she said, oh, okay. And then she turned around and all of the TSA agents were looking at her. And she said, he had to make a phone call from the side of the mountain. And they all went, oh. Just as a reminder, this is available on YouTube and as a podcast, and make sure you check out the show notes as there are a lot of links to share there. If you can take a minute to pause and subscribe, we'd really appreciate it, but better yet, if you can share it with a friend, that would be pretty awesome. No matter what your role is in this community, you're proof of how amazing this Claris community really is. My job is to help spread your knowledge and your stories on the podcast. Find me on Twitter at MZ123 or at Proofgeist, and let's share your story.